Welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. It's me. It's me. Hello. It's me. I'm back. I'm sorry I couldn't be asked to record <laughs> to record the intro for last week. I'm so unprofessional, but I was I was busy. And then I was en route on Monday night, the night before the podcast comes out. I was en route to the National Wedding Industry Awards. Because I was nominated in the Southwest region. I was nominated for Celebrant of the Year. And I won Highly Commended, which is kind of like runner-up, which was wonderful. It's the same accolade that I won last year. And it was just, oh, thank you very much, Wedding Industry Awards. And thank you, thank you, thank you to God. No, he didn't do anything. Thank you to all my couples that voted for me. Unbelievable. Um, It was such a fun night. The winner who won Celebrant of the Year in the Southwest is the most fabulous woman. We had a good chat propping up the bar after the awards ceremony finished. Um, And I went with one of my best friends, Nicole, because... You know, this is real life, people. And my daughter decided to be ill that day. It was incredibly selfish. So my husband couldn't come with me in the end. He had to stay home and look after her. But, you know, that didn't stop me going out and getting pissed, did it? No, absolutely not. Because I'm a terrible, terrible mother. Um, I did feel guilty, if that helps. So I left her. <laughs> and then I called my friend Nicole. And, you know, we've all got that one friend. And if we haven't, we should. That you can call at one o'clock in the afternoon and you can say, get your glad rags on. It's black tie. We're going out. And she did. And obviously she looked amazing. People just assumed that she was there nominated for hair and makeup because she's just gorgeous and she looked incredible. Um, But we went and we had a brilliant time and I got to see all my supplier friends, all my industry friends, um, which was so, so lovely. And we had a few drinks and the awards was brilliant. And it's just really a fun evening to be surrounded by all those wonderful people who are all in the industry and all understand sort of the trials and tribulations of it all. And it was great, great fun. So that is why I was um, not around last week. But I'm here. I'm here this week and I'm excited for you to listen to part two of Annalise and and my interview, uh, Annalise from The Fall Bride. Part one was last week. So if you haven't listened to it already, because there was a drama with bloody Spotify, go back and listen to part one before you listen to part two. Enjoy Annalise from The Fall Bride. When I went shopping, I took my the first time I went, I was so hungover I thought I was going to vomit into the veil we've definitely had someone and she so I so I went in and they gave me like a questionnaire do you do your questionnaire um we do an informal chat we don't have an intense question okay good do you ask people their budget that we already know their budget when they come in they filled in the important stuff online so what what a price range are your dresses um if we're going made to order, it starts at kind of two and a half up to six at the moment. But I would say on average, people spend around 3000 That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You can buy things with engines that drive that, that kind of money. You... This, do you know what? How do you battle that argument? How do you battle the argument of why would I spend £3,000 on a dress I'm going to wear for a matter of hours? How, how do you come back to that? Well, first of all, this is not the regular shopping experience. Like this is the first time in their life that someone's buying something that's been made 
just for them. And, and also to be quite honest with you, there is there is this information online now, I, I think, to be honest, it's not very enjoyable to read, but also having worked in the fashion industry, this is simply the cost of producing something ethically mm-hmm. in a wonderful fabric when you know it's been ethically produced. And yes, there are ready-to-wear designers that can produce ethically in international factories, you yeah. know, offshore to them. But they have to be a big enough company to afford so much quantity that they can get the cost down, which, to be quite honest, is not the majority of the industry. Um, and they still don't 100% have eyes on the factory no. production. So, yeah, you don't have to spend this much money. There are so many options to, like these days. You know, you can go and buy something off the rack. You know, you can buy something off the rack from us. It's, it is less expensive to buy something off the rack. Mm. You, know, you can buy something off the rack from online stores. But, yeah, when something's being made just for you and everything's made one by one and it's being made in-house at the designer's atelier out of the best sand-washed silk you know this dress takes 15 meters of silk these are the what do you expect yeah it's on it is simply how it is and that's why budget is so important for us to know um because yeah it's really don't want to waste their time do you there's no point wasting their time there's no point having a horrible experience where you fall in love with the dress and then find out you can't afford it like what kind of a rubbish experience would that be i when i went when i had this first appointment when i was hung over and they said what's your budget and i said um five grand and my maid of honor just like burst out laughing she was like what on earth are you talk- who do you think you are and i was like shut up i want to try on the most expensive dresses in the shop yeah 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 i think i think a lot of people come for their first appointment with more of a prospective budget which is often on the lower side um mm. because they're like oh i don't want to spend more than two thousand and it's like that's totally fine but then as the shopping journey goes on they're like okay Actually, I can spend more and what I want does cost more. Well, it's, do you know what it is? It's since I've got, I mean, I'm talking years ago, but since I've watched programs like MasterChef and all the cooking programs, I appreciate how much I have to spend in a restaurant because I've seen on telly, okay, that is a lot of time, effort, skill. Um, There's a lot of people, there's all that stuff. That's why I'm spending 30 quid on a steak exactly. whereas all of the behind the scenes thing, yeah but so if, if people have people. that with weddings yeah. they might understand a bit more why it's all so expensive because you're yeah. paying for people's time and skills yeah exactly yeah not at so many different levels as well it's like okay you want a nice store experience with a nice design um and amazing customer service that costs money i spend i spend a whole month training every single stylist before they are allowed to work on their own on the shop floor. Really? And you want um, a dress made from 100% silk and, okay, that designer... Woven by blind nuns in the Pyrenees. Yeah, that designer has had to go through multiple steps to source the right fabric, multiple rounds of screwing up the test version of the dress Mm. and then having to train all of their seamstresses um, of which there aren't normally that many because like seamstress as a trade is dying. Like it's a very, very valuable skill. It costs money to find seamstresses and especially to find seamstresses um, and have them in-house in an ethical production facility. But then, you know, they have to be trained to sew all of these dresses correctly. So there's 
so many stages, like the research and development and the amount of money that it goes into just developing one collection mm. for a designer is in the tens of thousands. Okay, I'm sold. Fine. I'll spend five grand. <laughs> Budgets, money's... It's Limits no, not exist. It's, there's, no, there's no roof to this financial... Oh, this financial outlay when people um buy their dress do they say to you often what can i do afterwards shorten it and wear it again what do you say um they're often not thinking about it at that point but it's no that's true we almost always mention um you know if it it depends a bit on the style if it if it's more of the like kind of like relaxed styles that we sell they could quite easily be worn again dyed Mm again and kept as a beautiful piece in your wardrobe we also have our recycle service so it's not a novel concept consignment but it just doesn't really seem to exist or when we started it it didn't really exist in bridal stores so explain to me what is that what is your recycle stuff so yeah it's a consignment service so after they've worn their dress they have it dry clean they bring it back to us and we have it available for new brides to buy but at a discounted price and then we take a small commission from the sale, but the original bride and the original wearer earns back like a significant chunk of the money. That That's she's brilliant. In the first place. Because the one thing that I never recommend and have never really understood is storing it in a box for a few decades, just in case. Yeah, why would you do that? Why do people do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think people keep it as like a nice memory, but to be quite honest, like if, especially if you have gowns from natural fibers, like they don't age well, you really need to get the life out of them early on. Mm. Um, and the chances that you have a child that's going to want to wear the exact same dress you wore, so slim. I, mine is hung up in my bedroom at my parents' house. I got married nearly six years ago. It's still there. I saw it this weekend. It's still dirty. I haven't had it dry cleaned. You didn't dry clean it. Oh, I don't know if it's staying looking out now. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the, Shit. Yeah, with woven fabrics, like, the more... This dirt, is a silk taffeta. Yeah. The, yeah. The more that the dirt is, like, the longer it stays embedded in the weave. Well, the to be honest, I, you know, when people get old, they shrink, don't they? So, like, I'll just get it shortened. So true, yeah. So it's still there and I've worn it. I wear it all the time. I put it on all the time. Uh, I mean, why not? I wear it every mother's, since I've become a mum, I put it on every mother's day and the last three mother's days and I take a picture of Lola in it. I love that. Um, And I'm just, I'm obsessed. I mean, the style of my dress was very um, princessy. So I can't really wear it again. Um, My mum with her wedding dress had it made into our christening gowns. Yes. Yeah. So that's something that's often done um, is to keep the dress and have it made into christening gowns. Because I, and I think that's lovely because then you, that is something that you can keep for years and hopefully people wear. Do you know what I saw last night? On the, on the line, on the web, on the internet, I oh, saw, yeah. and I don't want to bitch, but I'm going to. <laughs> Someone had had their dress made into like a miniature version. Okay. Have you seen that? I think it can work with some styles. No, don't stop being nice. It It's weird. It was like, I mean, like, the designer, can you please make this as a mini dress? Because it would also be so good as a mini dress. So I can tell you. No, I don't mean like a mini dress, like up to your knees. I mean, like, the whole thing had been made for like 
a toddler, but it wasn't for a toddler. It was Ooh. on a bus. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my god! I I thought you just meant she'd shorten it to a mini dress. No, no, no! I'm all about shortening the dress. They oh had literally. God. It was literally like they'd taken all the fabric off and then they'd rebuilt the dress, but onto a, a mm. like a child's model. Hmm. I do wonder if people are okay. Actually, that's so creepy, quite isn't often. it? That is, yeah, that's a bit like, oh, sweetheart, let go. Oh, that's really weird. I must admit, though, I once, I don't know if it was in a movie where it was like a New York loft and they had like a full on walk in wardrobe and at the back they had it in like a glass case. Like full size. City or something. Yeah, probably. But I was like, oh my God. They're walking wardrobe in New York. What are they talking about? It's obviously in a film. This isn't real. This isn't real. real. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that would be cool. Like to have it like as a as artwork I when I was younger I used to hang all my fancy dresses on the walls because to me that was like artwork yeah 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 if I if I had a walk-in wardrobe I would definitely display my my nice pieces yeah which is shoved in the drawer at the moment no darling you must always show off your nicest pieces so that recycle thing's amazing is it really popular it's super popular yeah it's so popular that some of our peers have also started doing it as well (gasps) bitches (laughs) It's super nice. It's like, I just, I just don't think that a wedding dress should be worn once and then put in a box forever. Like the more we can get people wearing things, you know, the production is already ethical for Mm. the designers that we carry. So we need to fix that kind of one use problem of wedding Mm. dresses. You know, they're made to only be worn once. Okay, let's change that. Let's make sure they're worn at least a few times. I also think people get funny about that, like having um, antique jewellery, like antique Ooh. rings. I love the idea of an antique ring because I love the idea that that ring has already ha- had a story. story. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's sometimes... lovely. to ha- if, if I was, I would definitely wear a dress that had been worn before because I'd be like, oh my God, how nice that I get what? to wear something that someone else's. The new buyers will ask sometimes about you know the original wearer and you know where we'll share like wherever information is appropriate but yeah we, we get to say like once we've sold it to the original seller we're like oh my gosh you know this bride is so thrilled to have bought your gown like maybe maybe I she love that and dress or maybe she couldn't afford the dress at full price and now she gets to wear her dream dress and you know she's having her wedding you know here or there and she's just so happy I think that's so nice. Do you know what I would do if I was you? The next time someone says about the asks about the original owner, I think you should be like, um, I'd love to tell you, but I they're famous. <laughs> so I can't. Um, but let's just say they're they're a big deal. And they're not yeah. gonna know. And they'll we probably just be like, I'll buy it. NDA to be able to sell yeah. this dress. Exactly. Um, like the episode very, of Friends when he wears James Bond suit. You would know. Yeah, but can't tell you. Yeah, she she got married. Okay, I can tell you that much, but I can't tell you too. And just lots of winking. I saw a meme yesterday that was like, um, my my whole life is just memes. Um, I saw a meme that was like, for twenty dollars, I will come and stand a bit farther back than everyone else at your funeral, saying nothing and wearing like an overcoat and umbrella just to make them think that you had some like dark secrets. That oh my God, I love that. I would do that for five pounds. I would do it for free. 
That's like, you know, we were talking about earpieces before we came on air. That's like, I, I love it when you, the idea of just walking down the street and then putting your finger to your ear and just whispering something yeah. so that people might, look at you like, will, oh like at the funeral, there has to be security guards in all in black with earpieces, but no one knows why they're there. Oh my God. I, I'm dying for this idea. I'm going to, what can I do? I really want to do that. It's bad. It's bad enough how my ego goes when people call out my full name. They're Olivia Coleman, and I'm like, oh hi, it's me. Yes, that is me. Hello, that is me. Hi. Sorry, and then everyone looks and's very deeply disappointed with who they're actually seeing. I know it's terrible, isn't it? I said something. I said something about Olivia. Oh, that was it. I had a wedding recently, and one of the waiters was called Will Smith. <gasps> did Will Smith and Olivia Coleman get a photo together? They didn't. He oh. was very young and I thought that would have made calls for arrest. But um, I, I said something about Olivia Coleman to him because he was called Will Smith and he was like, who's that? I don't. Oh, he's too young to know. Yeah, he's too <laughs> young to know. Yeah, you know, you're officially like talking to the Gen, Gen Z. Whatever they, they are. Olivia Coleman. What do you, um, are your brides all ages? Mm, I would say our core bride is 25 to 35, but we we have younger brides, not too young. We have younger brides sometimes. We have older brides. Do you yeah. find there's a big difference if you know about it when they come in to try on? Do you find there's a big difference to what they pick, whether it's their first wedding or not? Um, I have definitely had women come in that, that are having their second wedding and you know in their 50s are like I want to wear a mini dress I'm like fuck yes yeah you know they're like you I do you girl traditional dress for my first wedding and now you know I'm marrying the love of my life and I just want to have a party yeah or like they want to wear something I don't know that's not white it's more champagne or bronzy and yeah do you do it? Do you do um, suits and separates and jumpsuits? Suits and some separates, cords. Yeah, cords. Love a cord. Jumpsuits. I think are on their way in at the moment. Um, but yeah, there haven't been that many jumpsuits around recently. Actually, that's a thought. What are people buying then? We've established they like capes. Uh, they love capes. Um, we have this mini dress with this massive bow on the back. Mm. Square neck mini dress with this huge detachable bow, and that's major and people are buying it as both a main look and a second look depending on what wedding they're having um yeah do you find do you ask where they're getting married and do you think that the venue and style of the wedding dictates a lot the dress that they choose the only time I really bring up the venue and the style of the wedding is if they get down to a couple of favorites and they're really struggling to decide and I'm like try and visualize yourself try and visualize yourself at your venue in each of these dresses and which one makes the most sense to you like which one feels right but otherwise the only other thing that I would say is actually more of a consideration is the location and the time of year and what the temperature is going to be if you're having like a 35 degree Spanish wedding then you probably don't want sleeves and you probably don't want a heavier weight fabric yeah Um, but that being said at people wear whatever there are no rules wear whatever the hell you want and what are your what's your take on underwear <laughs> in <laughs> life <laughs> as a general rule absolutely yes, as a general rule I wear it uh, uh yeah. is it a concept in my life yeah uh underwear yeah underwear is as important as the dress especially if you're having like a fitted silk dress yeah. well, okay now this is it so 
I like, how do you, a fitted silk dress? God, I look at these skinny bitches <laughs> and I think, what are you wearing under there? What? There is not a single lump or bump. Oh my God. The future is now, Olivia. The solutions that have been invented. There are things that I'm just like, how do they come up with this stuff? Like what? Um, Where do I find these things? Like skims. Not that they need any more money, but... Are, have, are they good though? They're so good. They've oh, invented... Because often with shapewear, you have to choose between whether you have support through the stomach and have it like smoothing or you have a low back dress where you can't really wear much underwear at all. They've invented a high-waisted shapewear short that has a low back cut out of it and they've put boning in the sides so that there is support through the stomach and so that it stays up and doesn't roll down. Genius. I know. If only I had billions of dollars to also pay people to come up with the best product concept ever. Mm. So it's all shapewear. It's People do actually wear underwear under dresses. People wear underwear, but it's all shapewear. Like... These like sexy, frilly, lacy white things that you see as like bridal, bridal underwear, that is not bridal underwear. That is like probably not even the night of because you're probably so drunk and tired <laughs> that nothing's happening. Yeah. It's maybe the honeymoon underwear. Thank you. Whenever I say to people who has sex on their wedding night, they look at me like I'm a freak. I don't know who has sex on their wedding night. No, I'm eating a burger at like 2 a.m. and then going to bed. Thank you. Reach. I passed out. <laughs> I was carried to bed. I was, car- I was. I was carried to bed by my, hus- my new husband and the taxi driver. And then I passed out on the bed and it took him like an hour and a half to get the dress off me. Oh, I've had people, I've had people just sleeping in their dresses. Yeah. Why take it off? You spent so much money on it. <laughs> I knew a friend of a friend. It's now welded to my body. Well, exactly. A friend of a friend um, was so drunk at her wedding. I think she had alcohol poisoning, actually. And she passed out. She passed out. No, it was like, it was a festival-style wedding, but she didn't make it into the teepee. She passed out, like, on the entrance of the teepee in her dress. I know. That's bad. I know. I I can always tell when the dresses come back in for resale, they've already been dry cleaned, but I can always tell who had the crazy weddings because there are stains that you cannot get out. (laughs) A lot of people don't now, don't, serve red wine at weddings because of their dress i think red wine and also espresso martinis has been a big trend for espresso martinis i see them being spilt down people's dresses all the time do not recommend just go for the nice clear cocktails you know what's your do you have like a cleaning tip to get stains out yes lick it (laughs) you say that if if you get blood on the dress for example like you prick your finger or whatever or your bridesmaid pricks their finger and a bit of blood on the dress yeah whoever's blood it is that person's saliva will clean out the blood stop it but they can't have had like coffee or like a colored drink beforehand you know it has to be clean saliva so they need to brush their teeth and then lick your dress the blood isn't that no yes Darling, you're a scientist. You didn't I need to know, go to uni. Right? I should win like the Nobel Peace Prize for like stopping family arguments at weddings. That's a ama- I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. And the white wine, red wine thing does work as well. So like if you get red wine on it, put mm. white wine on it, it it's never going to completely take it out. But it does work. How often do people buy dresses that aren't white? Not very often. Um we we do special orders on colors if we're having like a chinese bride often has one red dress 
So mm-hmm. like sometimes we've done like their ceremony dress in white and then um, their traditional dress. Well, I mean, not traditional from us, but like a dress in a traditional red. Um, but yeah, it's not too often. We have sometimes people wearing slightly champagne colors, but it still reads as, you know, a warm ivory or something like that. So it's not too usual for us to have brides that don't wear white. Do you sell accessories, veils and jewellery and things? So many accessories. Two weeks. Veils, I've got jewellery, I've got hair pieces. We just started carrying shoes. I was going to say, do the shoes make a big difference when you're buying the dress? Um, shoe. The reason we added shoes was because it was the most asked question in customer service after people bought their dress was what shoes can I wear with this? Or what? where do you recommend I get shoes? I've looked everywhere online. I can't find anything. And mm. this brand that we carry, Lofla Randall, their pleated heels are famous for being a bridal shoe because they're so comfortable and they've got a block heel and they're just, yeah, super easy to wear and they go with all of our collections. So it was a bit of a no-brainer really. But yeah, Shoes are a big thing. As soon as people decide the dress, they're like, oh my God, what styling am I going to do with this? How am I going to make this mine? I I found it personally completely transformative when I put the veil on. Yes. It's so, it just, I don't, it makes you feel like, yeah. (laughs) The angels descend. I am the goddess. But I don't think, I mean, I, I had a veil and I had a church wedding, so maybe that's different, but I had a veil and I had it over the front of my head And you don't see that very often. So the only time it really happens now is if someone's really going hard on the drama or they want that very romantic, um, ethereal kind of feeling. Yes, that is me. People look at me and say ethereal. You scream romance. I do. (laughs) Darling, it's not Christmas. (laughs) Um, No, I love a veil. And I think hair accessories as well it, you're right accessorizing the dress can change the look completely yeah, can't it especially when you've seen other real brides and the dress you've chosen it's amazing how people can just style it so differently and make it completely their own i think styling is super important do you you must do that when you're when they're yeah, trying on we dresses help people a lot with that you know we we know which veils look best with each dress and we have a wide range of accessories to kind of like you know I think I want to wear something in my hair yeah we have like loads of things that we can just it's just good to try a bunch of different things and figure out what direction you want to go in how long do the appointments last an hour and a bit um for first fitting it's officially an hour but we'll run over a little bit Mm. um and then follow up so usually half an hour to 40 minutes and if I was to come in and just try them on for fun where how do you feel about that I just sometimes I get so sad that I that I'll never wear one again I so know what you mean I almost feel like I don't because I'm not married yet I almost feel like I don't need to get married because I can just wear wedding dresses every day of the week every day because it's important that you know what you're selling you see so you should wear them all day every day it's uh it, yeah, it's product training. It's it is product training. It's market research. I don't know if it's on the body. Oh, God. I would just, I. it's just the fabrics and just touching them all and and they're just so, so clean. Great. Oh, what a gorgeous job. Do you love yeah, it? I love it so much. I wish that like it was like still a thing in society to have like balls and stuff. So yes, feel this great all the time. You know, just wear the dress in a different colour. 
Do you know what? I've, I've decided that I haven't told my husband this. I've decided <laughs> that if we make it to 10 years, we're going to have a, another wedding. Honestly, do it. Because I just, and the main reason is because I want another dress. I want yep. another dress and I want more than one. Have more. Yeah, sod it. Have 10. I mean, when. Year of your decade. <gasps> Thank you. I will. <laughs> when my daughter got christened earlier this year, I was like looking at bridal dresses. <laughs> well, I could definitely wear this to her christening. I know. Well, I was like, it's not really about her, is it? I it's gave birth. It's not a new tradition. I just, it's like, it just makes you feel magic. Yeah, so good. Isn't that amazing that you get to facilitate that? You get to help someone yeah. feel their very best. It's so nice. It's so special. And we often have people arrive super nervous. I don't. I think everyone thinks, I don't know, that they're not going to find something they love mm. or that makes them feel great. And then by the time they leave, they're like, oh, my God. It's quite nerve-wracking <laughs> going into it when you're not in the physical shape that you want to be in. That too, yeah. A lot of people like worry that things aren't going to fit them and that kind of stuff. But there's something for everyone. Like we can make everyone feel great. But I think that I can tell that you do make everyone feel good and that you make everyone feel special, which I think is so important. And I think sometimes people in our industry forget that or they've been doing it so long that they don't they they don't remember to make people feel special because every single couple is special and their big day is special and 100%. it's not you know we're lucky that they've chosen us to help them not the other way around yeah 100 percent. when i'm hiring um stylists to work at the store i don't even really look at background a lot of the time just um, personality just personality because you have to be able to spend an hour with a bunch of strangers mm. and you have to be able to read body language because a lot of the time people don't necessarily know how they they don't know what's making them feel uncomfortable. They don't know how to articulate what they like and don't like yeah. when it's distilled into a white dress. You know, you can't hide behind a color or a print. And they have to be able to make them feel great in just an hour. They have to figure out mm. what's going to look amazing on them and what's going to make them feel great. So this this one particular salon that I won't mention, and I'll tell you which one it is off air. Um, <laughs> They, I've the woman, the woman who is, owns it has made people cry before. Like they go in, and she's like, "Oh no, darling, you don't want that. Your hips are too big." Jesus Christ! Do you know what I've Isn't had a couple that of awful? Years, like, I had a bride try on. I think it was like a square neck gown, and she looked phenomenal in it. And I was like, "Oh my god, you look amazing!" And she was like, "I really like it." She was like, "I, I thought I wasn't going to like it. Do my shoulders look too broad?" And I was like, "No, why?" And she's like, "Well." At the last store I went to, the woman told me I have really broad shoulders. And I was like, why the hell mm. do you think? They think they're doing them a favor. They're not, they're being not a bitch. A favor. You are giving someone an anxiety that they didn't have before, or you reinforce an anxiety that yeah. is not fair, that is not your job. And why do you think you are allowed to comment on someone's body and figure? Mm. Yes, we work in clothes. No, we should not be making people feel uncomfortable no. about themselves like that's just insane to me yeah that someone can think they're doing their job making their customers cry it's just unacceptable because they think that they're above other people <laughs> i know i'm sure their business model's going great for them <laughs> where do you promote yourself mainly on social media and yeah, are magazines on... still a thing do you magazines um... still a thing um although like i've 
because I come from like a digital marketing background, I've always been like digital first. Mm. So yeah, mainly social media, online. Our designers, you know, have us listed as a stockist and talk about us as a stockist. Um, How many designers do you have at one time? We have 10 at the moment. I think I need to go and count again. Yeah, maybe 10 dress designers. Um, That's quite a few, hey? There's quite a few. um, And I think we're at the sweet spot now. I think it can, you know, we're not that store where you have dresses like completely packed up against each other. Mm. I want each piece to have its own space so that people can actually see everything that's available and not think that they're missing something. Um, and also some of these pieces, like they're so beautiful. Why would you not give them the space they deserve on the rail? So yeah, I don't think mm. we'll like carry more than this, um, but it is like a bit of an iterative process. You know, we get in new dresses every year. Some of them work for our customers some of them don't work for our customers. Like, yeah our rails change once a year you know just slightly things do you, get in and out does the full bride have what's the full bride's five-year plan are oh, you going to open up all over the world um I think we will go international next uh, no that's exciting <laughs> so exciting yeah that's kind of what's on the table at the moment um it's but again bridal is such an odd market like the distribution is so tight when when you work for like a women's wear like a regular fashion brand their sales goal and their distribution goal is to get into as many stocks as possible you know Mm. selfridges matches small independent stores like pretty much anyone that you can sell to that is in line with your brand and there's a lot a lot more like retail um outlet options but when it comes to bridal you pretty much won't ever find a designer carried in more than one store within a city or a town or a radius. And um, some of our designers we have exclusive in the UK because partly because we want them to be and partly because they don't want to go anywhere else. Mm. They just want to be in one key store and they're happy with that. When you think about how small the UK is compared to like America or something, you don't always (laughs) need... Like more, we can travel around quite easily here as well. That's the benefit of like the transport networks in the UK. Yeah, I suppose. Whereas, yeah, it's it's a different thing, isn't it? Like so, I already have people fly in from Europe to see us, so no. I wouldn't open up another store in the UK. I hope you get them a bloody glass of fizz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've flown in from Italy, and you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, people are just like, oh yeah, I just uh, came over from Paris today, and I'm like, you what now? <laughs> I I I have had brides that have flown to. I actually have a bride that have gone to Australia for dresses because Australia is huge in the wedding industry at the moment, isn't it? Oh yeah. Australia's, but they're good in both the fashion and the wedding industry. And I've thought about this so much because we have a few Australian designers. I think it's because it is so expensive for them to import. The Australian import um, laws are like really strict. It's forced them to make their own economy for clothing. And they, they just have, I think everyone's really happy down there or something. Yeah. It's the sun in there. Mm. Yeah, and they just have these amazing ideas and amazing fashion designers and amazing bridal designers. And like, oh, it's just I know unfair. And I know. And they've got Chris Hemsworth. So it's just... Him and the brother. The, either one can do whatever they want, um, wherever they want. So Ooh. if I was a bride and I'm coming to see you, what would be your top three tips? Coming to see us for a fast fitting, I would yeah. say wear skin tone underwear if you can oh yeah 
Most... You don't want people to turn up in their period pants, do you? Well, it doesn't matter. But like most people wear a colour. They forget doing a bridal fitting mm, today. Fair enough. And it can make some of the like lighter silks look like they're sheer. When they're not sheer, you're just wearing the wrong pants. Yeah. Um, even white can show through white. Yeah. I would also say keep your mind open. Like don't limit yourself to certain cuts or shapes because someone's told you that you have broad shoulders or mm. you feel like you're worried about your upper arms the first thing is really for you to explore a bunch of different shapes and figure out what you really like and don't like in mm. one dress um and yeah don't stress about it too much like it just relax and enjoy it like it's not a scary experience I think that's the whole thing in weddings in general, isn't it? Like people get so stressed and I understand it, but it's, you should enjoy it. The whole thing should be enjoyable. I think people think, I think people get stressed about it because of course they want it to be perfect and they're spending a lot of money. Yeah. But actually that's kind of counterintuitive because you should be enjoying it. If you're spending this much money, you should really be having like the best day of your life. Hmm. Well, exactly, because you can't get good stuff for free. Let's be honest. That's so true. <laughs> Everyone's had a bad Wish.com purchase. I've never. What's a Wish.com? Oh, it's like <laughs> like Vinted. Yeah, no, it's like one of these like Alibaba kind of things. You know, oh, like like you buy a really, dress for two. Really cheap. Do you yeah, know one dollar dress, and it's like the yeah. picture is like looks amazing that it arrives and it's like there's some really hilarious videos of like what I thought I was getting and what arrived and it's like well if you're spending two dollars on a dress of course that's what's arriving I know but I like to roll the dice I'm like oh I think it could be good <laughs> and then I did I did do that recently in the summer and it just didn't show up so that's not even yeah that or that just doesn't arrive Oh, I want to go somewhere where I can wear a wedding dress. Do you know what? I did have an idea once that for charity, I would put on like a ball um, and everyone would wear their wedding dresses and it would be like a, should we do it? Should we do it? That actually sounds like the best idea I've had in a long time. Can you imagine? Just like everyone wear your wedding dresses. I can imagine. And it'd be like a wedding, but without the grooms because they just get in the way. Every hour an alarm goes off and you go to change into your next dress. because (laughs) (laughs) Only clear drinks. And whoever's last back to the dance floor has to do a shot. Look, I don't drink alcohol. No. Everyone who's last back to the dance floor has to do an interpretive dance to the next song. Now that I do do. Techno in Europop. I love interpretive dance. I was taking Lola to school this morning and I was singing and she was like, oh, Mama, just drive. Yeah. Mama, just drive. I was like, you? And I was like, oh, people, God. I know. Manager. Kids can be so cruel. Savage, aren't they? I know. I was like, you've got no idea. I said to my husband last night, I, I, I had the most amazing Zoom call last night with a new couple and they had said that they'd spent the night before watching my videos and then we on Instagram and, we, and I got into bed last night with my husband and I was just like, you know, people watch me in bed. I'm actually famous online. Yeah. Don't yeah. know if you know, but uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, shut up. Oh my god, all the time. Speak to our child. She'll tell you what's what. Yeah, I know. She'll tell me to shut up. She'll tell me that I'm overweight for my clothes. The ungrateful man. Videos online. 
Oh, I know. Oh, my darling, I've really, really enjoyed talking to you. This has been lovely. Thank you so much for being a guest and taking time out of your day. Have you got a busy day of fittings and appointments today? Yeah, we're in we're in busy season at the moment. What do you have a bit like a, a peak season? Um, the season's definitely extended. We we mainly just have one or two quiet months. Like December's a little bit quiet and August is a little bit quiet because people are focusing on holiday. But otherwise, yeah. yeah, this is definitely an especially busy period because the spring summer brides for next year are like, oh my god, I need to order a dress. Oh, so they haven't even ordered it yet. No, this is ordering time. Yeah, this is like you need to lock it in now. Oh God, what? Oh, Everyone listening, start your dress shopping. Yes, don't. If you're getting married in April, May, June, what the fuck are you doing at home? April's a little bit late. You should yes. Come you want to go it. to the Fall Bride in London? www.thefallbride.com at the Fall Bride. Oh, I, I was going to ask your socials, but you've already done it. That's so professional. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me, my darling. And I'll put all your socials and everything on the um, bio. And it's been an absolute joy. And I will come and try on dresses for no apparent reason very soon. Thank you, my darling. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. So I have had some gorgeous messages this week for the RSVP section, a couple of which I would like to read out to you. Please, please, please do get in touch. I would love to hear from you. I I still, we're on season two and I still find it very odd that anyone listens. So thank you. Thank, because it really, it brings me ever so much joy. I got an amazing message from Alex and she says, hi Liv. Just wanted to say huge thanks for making me laugh every week. Love the pod and have been listening since I got engaged this summer. Congratulations. I often listen while I'm out for a run and thought I'd let you know that the tune at the end, Mr. Sunnyface, is the perfect tempo for the end of my run. It always puts an extra bounce in my step and makes me smile. Lol, what a geek. Oh, Alex, I love that. Um, you're very good listening. First of all, you're very good for running. Well done, you. And second of all, um, listening to a podcast while you run is impressive, I think, because I can only listen to music, either sort of like upbeat, you know, power, ballad, sort of uh, Florence and the Machine vibes, you know. So I'm running and I'm like, in my mind, I'm in a music video. Or I listen to sort of slightly sad 19s and noughties rock, you know, like a bit of Nickelback. And again, I'm in a music video, but for a very different reason. Um, But well done you. And thank you so much for listening. And congratulations on your engagement. And I look forward to your next message asking me to marry you. (laughs) And then we got a wonderful message from Claire. She's asking me a question. She says, dear Liv, love the pod. Thank you so much. I absolutely listen every week and adore it. Oh, love you. Uh, And she said, I've got a weird one, but I was wondering... What is the funniest wedding themed cocktail or food item that you've ever seen at a wedding? Love it so much. Thanks, Claire. Tricky. Now, see, when I read that question, and this is me because I'm um, sort of slightly perverted. I read that question and I instantly thought of cocktail sausages. Two of my favourite things, cocktails and sausages. Combine them, you're a happy lady. I, To be honest, I don't know if I've ever had a themed... Themed cocktails, as in like personalised cocktails, is very popular. Um, Like his and hers cocktails um, or his whiskey sour and then his sex on the beach. Um, I don't know. And again, food, 
theme, like a loose theme, I suppose I've seen in a lot of, you know, like if they've got a Spanish theme or an Italian theme or something like that. In terms of more of a specific theme, I don't think I've ever seen anything that's I've thought, God, that's weird. Food and drink wise. But there's an opportunity there, isn't there? I like I'm going to tell you now. I probably shouldn't, but sod it. A friend of mine recently had the snip. (laughs) He had the snip. And so I thought it would be fun to buy him a present to make him feel better after his surgery. I mean, his wife was ever so happy. She didn't need anything to feel any happier, bless her. But he, he felt a little sorry for himself, understandably. So I went to Tesco's to try and find some cockaleeky soup, naturally, and I couldn't. So in the end, I just bought him a tin of the ugliest, like, sausages in brine or something ridiculous that I could find. But that's, that's the only sort of themed food that I can think of sausages because again i'm perverted um but thank you very much claire and thank you alex and keep listening and i look forward to reading all your messages for next week's rsvp thank you so much for listening it really does mean the world if you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining share with all your friends and family You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.